With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thursday, you know what that means. It's episode 77 of the most elite show on the Rundown Wrestling Network. This is the AEW Rundown. My name is Adam. I'm your host. Sal is not here because he's a cheating whore. Uh, but instead, Troy's here. What's up, buddy? How we doing? Doing good. I can't remember the last time we podcasted together. If it was the last time you were on the AEW Rundown or that time we tried to play Family Feud and failed miserably. I think that was the last time we were together. <laughs> so- it's it's been it's been a bit since I've been on the AEW rundown, and actually, I think this is the first time that it's just been me and you on the AEW. Rundown. That is that is true. That is very true. Uh, <laughs> not like that time when it was you and Jason for some reason, because yeah, well, Sal, you know, that Sal happens. Started the show and then fucked off after twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I'm actually I'm actually glad you're here because I have a question for you. Uh, yes, as, sir. As as someone who watches the other company. Regularly. Uh-huh. Should I just give up and just watch the pay-per-views and NXT to catch up, or do I just start over at WrestleMania? Oh, you're talking about WWE. Yeah. Just start over at WWE, or at, at Mania, because um, right now, if you look at, uh, um, at the betting lines, most of the championships are changing hands at WrestleMania. So it's a, it's a good kind of jumping back in point. Um, when I, when, when I stopped watching wrestling for a while back when JBL was champion, um, <laughs> I just, I just as, jumped back as in. As good a reason as any. Yeah. It, it, it just, it was dark days. Um, I, I just jumped back in at a random point and I was like, WWE thinks that I have, I have a goldfish memory. So they're going to tell me everything I miss anyways. True. True. <laughs> so, uh, there are every once in a while, there are some black spots or someone will be like, Hey, remember when this happened? I'd be like, no, no. I don't. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, I just yeah. I just made it to November. Yeah, I would skip the rest of that shit. <laughs> but what if I want to see the fiend getting set on fire? I mean, again, what if, like, I, what if, if I want to watch Randy Orton vomit black goo? You will see both of those things in the the preview package. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. So. Uh, uh, with, uh, update from last week. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
if if you'll remember, uh, I mentioned that my dad had changed the the Xfinity password and commented. At least he told me this time. Uh, this week mm. he did it again, and he didn't tell me this time. I went to log in last night to watch Dynamite, and it was a different fucking password. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Nice. I don't know what I I, I don't understand him sometimes, but he's, I have he's I, old and doesn't I, understand I, technology. So. Mm. I have a format for my passwords, and so I have a limited number of passwords at any point in time that I can remember. So I would not be able to change passwords for any account more than once a year. (laughs) (laughs) I remember giving you the password for something and then having that password password also on something else, and then you logged into whatever the other thing was, and I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes that you use the same things. <laughs> and, and as established, I am an asshole. <laughs> KT is in the chat. Uh, Fetus Rhodes says, WWE, hey, remember when this happened? Me, me and my therapist do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome. Uh, long time, uh, time follower who us over on the, uh, WWE rundown too. Yeah. It's good. good um, good. so I have a, I have a, we, <clears throat> we were talking pre, uh, pre-show before we go went on the air here, uh, which, of course, you can go to twitch.tv slash the Salzer Effect in order to hear our pre-show banter. Uh, but we were talking about uh, uh, some local companies, and uh, I had a little story today. Uh, so up up by us in the, in the Midwest here, uh, we have a chain of gas stations called Quick Trip. Uh, you have something probably almost identical, just under a different name. But uh, have something under the same name. <laughs> Oh, well, that's true too, because they are expanding out. But, um, so I was, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and get, I need to get gas. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some gas station food today. Uh, which happens from time to time. So, uh, you, you are aware of, of a roller grill, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, they've got, uh, the, the, these tornadoes. Mm-hmm. That's what they're called. You used to be able to buy them in stores, and I love that because I would get a fucking box of them and cook those shit up all the time. And they stopped putting them in stores, which pisses me off. But um, I go over to the roller grill, and they've got the little tag up there saying uh, "cheesy pepper jack," which is one of my favorite tornadoes to get. So I grab two of them. I grab some cheesy breadsticks. Get into my car. Drive over to the Goodwill parking lot so I can eat before picking up my daughter because I don't want to share with her. And <laughs> I bite into the roller to to this uh, this tornado. It's not cheesy pepper jack. And I'm like, I was like, motherfucker. And I'm like chewing, and I'm like, I just wanted my fucking thing. And then I was like, you know what? It was like taco meat and cheese. And I'm like, this is fucking good. So I'm just gonna keep eating it. <laughs> there was like that instant disappointment, and then I was like. Oh no! Wait, wait! This is a game changer. This is actually good because I I've had it before where they fuck those things up and like I've bite bitten into like a fucking maple syrup and sausage thing or something. Like the this bre- is not the I'm breakfast ones are good if you're expecting breakfast. Yes, <laughs> if, if it's, it's four o'clock it's, in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, because then you have to question. You're like, how long has that been on? <laughs> <laughs> or did they just open the wrong box? I always yeah. like the uh, the shredded chicken one. Mm, good, good as well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I used to when I when I after we moved here, but when I still worked uh, on the seacoast, there was a the Seven Eleven off a, off a one hundred and one always had a huge selection. I was used to get out, and you could get like five of them for two bucks. And I'm like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Nice. Oh, man. So, um, it has been, I think the last time I watched a full episode of AW was the last time I was on here. <laughs> <laughs> and you sure had fun doing it today, didn't you? Yeah, you know, uh, internet can be a bitch sometimes, but <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, I, I, I still follow it, obviously, not only because I listen to, to the AW rundown every week, uh, but also I will look at, you know, gifts and shit like that and, and, and see things. So it's not, it's not like I went back into this not knowing what was going on at all, you know? Um, although with how the booking was tonight, or like uh, last night, it didn't even seem like they knew what the hell was going on, so. <laughs> We'll get to that. Yeah, I, I panicked for half a second when I couldn't get into uh, Xfinity, and then uh, I went to log on to the other site that we use to uh, definitely not illegally watch yes. wrestling. Mm. Uh, and it was like, this video is uploading. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I finally was like, I'm going to have to wake up at fucking 6 o'clock tomorrow and yell at my dad. But it, yep. finally, it finally showed up, so. Nice. I was able to watch it last night and then go to bed at 1 o'clock to get up at 7.30 this morning. Nice. You, of course, went to watchwrestling.legally.com, correct? Of course. <laughs> uh, but before we talk about Dynamite, we always start with BTE. And since you are taking over for Sal this week, you have your notes on BTE, episode 250. So they must be doing some big celebration for episode 250. Right. right. It uh, it is such a big episode, uh, 250 episodes that they named it Reflection. Reflection. So they're clearly going to look back at the 200. No, I'm I'm getting worried. No, they didn't do that. They didn't no. do it. They did, it, it was just normal. So. No. We start with Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy discusses forming the Hardy family orifice and says when he faced five, he beat his ass. Then he asks what happened when Allie faced Tay. And I also had to question what happened when Ellie faced Tay Conti because that that didn't happen yet. Well, they ran that tag match last week. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Allie says, I took her right down the rabbit hole. So she got fisted. Uh, <laughs> then Matt asks, what happened when the villains got a hold of John Silver's shoulder? They kicked that shoulder's ass. And what happened when Pirate Party got a title shot? Oh, oh they lost. <laughs> Matt says the Dark Order's days are numbered, and the HFO will be the END of them. Bianca Belair? And, and while he says that, Ellie makes a face that reminded me a lot of a blob doll. <laughs> she does that. I don't know. She does that. Uh, it was like, it, it was, he ever seen the movie Mannequin? <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen the movie Mannequin. The one from like 1984. Yeah, it just reminded me of like the 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 actress who had to like be like ah, and then would like then the next time the shot would come over, it would just be a mannequin instead. <laughs> like it reminded like Ellie is about to turn into mannequin. They just never do the cut. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the I remember the show Today's Special. Speaking of shit in the 80s featuring mannequins coming to life. Um, I can count the number of fucks I give about the HFO on Brody Huber's hands. Yeah. It's like at this point, it's like, well, so that broken Matt Hardy thing doesn't work. <laughs> KT says when the episode starts with a Matt Hardy promo, you know, it's going to be good. 
Yes, this, of course. This, this honestly felt like something that they cut from Dynamite. Yeah. Because, yeah, it, it didn't feel like a BT segment. It all. felt like a promo. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of the only good thing that's on BT every week, the Dark Order uh, are discussing the uh, events that took place last week while Adam Page looks on. Uno says that Adam hit Page, in the ear. Adam, Adam Page in a Kurt Angle-styled uh, cowboy hat. Yes. And and no reference to it at all. He's nope. just there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stu says he saw what they did to 10, and they grabbed him right in the dick. Then they ask, uh, ask Adam Page if Matt has ever grabbed Page in the dick. And then Blade... Claim or Uno claims that Blade fingered him in the ass. So Butcher and Blade are molesters. Yes, that's that's what we got. Alex Reynolds arrives and says that Silver said his shoulder is okay and he's pregnant. Ten says he got drunk and forgot to wear a condom, but he's going to be a dad, guys. This is. I feel like Gallows and Anderson's humor has just now saturated this entire show now, and that everyone has to do dick and rape jokes. Well, the Dark Order have always been, have always done dick jokes. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of dick jokes, Five runs up and he has his dick in a glass. It's my dick in a glass. Uh, he was told to keep it on ice so he can get it reattached. It's been a week. Yeah. <laughs> It apparently and like smells they, really bad. Yeah. And they they don't pretend as if like this is the next day. They flat out say like you've had how long have you had that in the cup? Then there's a weird thing where they suddenly realize that Taekanti is sitting <laughs> on the on the couch. Yes, Taekanti's in the in the Anna J position. Yeah. And Stu says Tay's always been there. Oh, no, sorry. Stu argues that Tay has not always been there. Everyone else says, no, no, she's always been there. That's her spot. She's always been there. <laughs> I wrote, uh, Stu I wrote then, Ty is the new, less talented Anna. Yes. Uh, Stu then grabs Five's dick and throws it at Uno. And then Ten stomps on it and says, no dick for you. He hits Uno right in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Uno got a raw shrimp right to the eye. Yeah. Yeah. And then Five does an over-the-top no. <laughs> yeah. I got. I. I did not realize how fucking short that dude is. Five. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if it's just because normally he's got silver with him, who's also short. But when he comes flying up there, I was like, "Did someone that Marco Stunton? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's a shrimp. Hey, hey, shrimp dick. Seconds after a segment about a severed dick, Carl Anderson says, cut for in a minute to skip the following dick talk. How how soon, or, or how long did it take you to figure out what the joke was going to be here? I hate it so much. Because Kenny and Carl walk up to Gallows to celebrate, and Gallows is staring at a wall. Wearing sunglasses. Wearing sunglasses. Kenny and Carl try to high-five him, and he misses because apparently Gallows can't see. 
He turns around, his pants fall around his ankles, and Carl says that Doc has been jacking off and went blind because of it. Hilarious. <sighs> Gallows, then Pratt falls around the back and gets helped up and dragged away and says, I'm just going to hop, and he bunny hops away. Remember how everyone said that, like, man, like, if Kenny Omega ever goes to, like, a, a fucking big U.S. company, like, people are going to realize how great he is? Sort of feels like the shine's kind of off camera at this point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, you know, maybe he's a little overexposed, is all I'm saying. Uh, we cut to see all the shitty props from the arcade match from last week, or whatever the fuck it was called, Arcade Avalanche. I don't give a fuck. Uh, Anarchy. That's what it was, yeah. And then we get shown a bunch of highlights from the match. This is a 10-minute episode, and two of it was highlights from the match. <laughs> uh, How come no one used the plastic calculator, or the, the, the calculators or the plastic dinosaurs during the match? Those were on the prize table. They definitely were. That would have been funny. Uh, then, because that was... Useless. Uh, Don Callis says well, match accident. We got we 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 got a, a replay of the the shot of of Chris Statlander shoving that piece of plexiglass right into mm. uh, Penelope Ford's face. So I guess we'll talk about it here. Did you see the picture that went around of that piece of plexiglass following dynamite? Was no, I didn't. It just had the perfect lip print on it from where it smashed Penelope oh, in the gosh. face. That is fantastic. Oh, it, it reminds me. It's impressive. Nice. It reminds me of. Uh, uh, did you ever watch Scrubs? I have not seen Scrubs. It's very, it's very good. Very good. It's very funny. But uh, uh, one of the first episodes, uh, the the main character walks into a door, <laughs> and he so he he like his face slams against the glass and he falls backwards and there is just a ton of makeup left on the door <laughs> after he falls back and they just never cut it out over that, but it's always struck me as just like, really? You couldn't <laughs> we're just gonna not pretend that <laughs> you didn't just leave a giant makeup mark on <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty much exactly that. Oh no, oh, that's it's awesome. plexiglass. Uh Dewarm says he's unfollowing my channel because I haven't seen Scrubs. No stay. Oh no. <laughs> is it still but on it Netflix? Really... I'll watch it, I promise. Probably. Or it's, it's gotta be somewhere. It's it it, it is a if you stop or is it watching, on, or is it on once... the cock now? oh, you know what? Probably on the cock at this point. But uh, at, after a certain point, it sort of loses its luster. Like the last two seasons, I think, are not great because they try to introduce like an, a whole new cast. It's not good after that. But it was really good, and uh, Sarah Chalk rocks around her bra quite a bit. There so there you go. Don Callis says Matt Jackson is cold and dead inside, and he slaps him. Callis asks if there is anything inside him at all. Then he asks if he could be inside him. Uh, Matt walks around the back and, ta and tells Nick to take a walk. We cut back to Dynamite. And then we see the Bucks washing up. Matt's in his home in his bathroom. Nick is in a gas station bathroom. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I had a note of that. I was like, why is Nick at the arena and Matt at his house? 
Yes. It's very weird. Also, is this some fucking Sufjan Stevens underneath? What the fuck was this music they were playing? Yeah, they were they were very like retrospectively thinking about their careers and questioning like why anyone would give a shit about this shit at all. And that is how we end the episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's also really it's also really weird for them to go from that to then their like cartoon avatars. (laughs) Like to end the episode. It's like that's such a tonal shift. I remember uh, a, f- a few weeks ago I uh, I asked, uh, could they all be 12 minutes? I'm amending that. Can they all be 10 minutes? Yes. <laughs> you know what? You could probably shave off about it. Could they just be the Dark Order every week? Yeah. Can we at least uh, remove fucking Gallows and Anderson, please? I will, take, you know, I will take Matt Hardy if we can get rid of the Good Brothers. Yeah. See, Matt Hardy's thing wasn't as atrocious as he normally is because he wasn't doing a skit or anything like that. It was just a standard promo. So it was fine. Uh, but yeah, like the whole, like the Don Callis stuff and Slap, I was like, it just, yeah. It, it didn't really land with me and I don't really care all that much. Not really. So, no. Not really. Uh, yeah. So yeah, 10 minutes, yeah. 10 minutes of BTE this week. Yeah. Only like three of it was Dark Order. And the mm-hmm. rest was garbage. Yeah, it was. There wasn't, it just, it, it wasn't anything, there wasn't anything really all that funny. I mean, like the Dark Order was, had some moments to it. There was some comedy to that. But other than that, like, it really wasn't much else that happened. I think the funniest part of the Dark Order was the part that happened by accident. And that's Uno getting hit in the eye with a shrimp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Yeah. Although I do like that they're just pretending that that Take on T is Anna J. Now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. <sighs> Dynamite episode eighty. Yeah, dynamite rise and discharge. Uh, <laughs> a sports car pulls up, and the first words out of Excalibur's mouth is. Is that Iron Mike Tyson? Please watch the show. Tyson's on. I wrote wrote, earlier today, the inner circle all arrived at the arena in different vehicles because they hate the planet. Let's go to the opening video. (laughs) I like the fact that so so Chris Jericho gets out and the rest of the inner circle appear out of nowhere. Because it's like, obviously, obviously they can't all fit in that vehicle. Yeah. But... It sort of felt like they, like we were supposed to believe that maybe they all came from that same vehicle. It's a clown <laughs> because, car with gullwing doors. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. After our theme song, we get Adam Page making his entrance. Out next is Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. Yo. Yo. No. Yo. All right. <clears throat> Caster says, Hangman. You a changed man. Used to be a star, now you fading. Doesn't rhyme. Platinum the flyest on the air. Catch a new slipping like Joe Biden on the stairs. Close, that, that almost is a rhyme, but you, you rhyme air with stairs. And Anthony, Anthony Bones was kind enough to recreate the slipping on the stairs part for us. Yes. Just in case we didn't get it. Yep. So check your thought process 
I'm dancing with the devil like I'm Lil Nas X. And you, one-trick pony, treat me like a breathalyzer and blow me. Which, of course, Bowen steals the mic before he can actually say or, you know, request that Adam Page give him a beach. So that last line was decent. Yeah. Everything everything else was not great. I'm so glad you took the time to write that down. I'm going to take the time anytime a Max Caster promo he does to write it down because it's normally god awful. <laughs> and I I am I am whiter than white and I feel like I could make a better raps than that. KT says so he's our truth? Yes. He's he's a, a <laughs> Nope, just gonna record on that joke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's he's our truth without the dancing because he doesn't dance. No, he doesn't. Although Bowen's is uh, um, Bowen's is kind of Enzo Mori in this though because he just like <laughs> runs around him. <laughs> yeah. He he also he also has to warm up by going, yo, 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 yo. Yeah, I will say though, Max Caster probably one of the better uh, designed gear. Yeah. I like his gear. Yeah. So Bowen says that you can't say that on TVT, TNT. Oops. Uh, he yells that they are the acclaimed, and then he gets a big boot to the face to shut him up. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> Paige sends Caster's face into the turnbuckle about 20 times, uh, and then stops on him. Commentary calls Max Caster a rookie, but then they mention he's been wrestling for six years. <laughs> now... I understand six years is about half of Adam Page's wrestling career. But I wouldn't consider someone who's been doing something for six years a rookie. It's like that old uh, Summer Reruns slogan from, I don't remember if it was NBC or ABC, where it's like, if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, Page, hit, Page hits a sack of shit and then kips up. He superplexes Caster for a zero count. (laughs) Caster grabs Paige and lays some elbows in, but Paige boots him in the grill. Paige then politely stomps on Caster's shoulder, uh, then sentences him for two. Again, barely. Um, Right before before that, Excalibur sends condolences to the family uh, uh, of Jack Veneno, who's a Wrestler who's a legend in the Dominican Republic who, who recently passed away. And then, yep. and then just has to make the most awkward transition into trying to sell tickets for the house always wins. Yep. Oh, and if you're, if you still have a pulse, you can get tickets today. Right? <laughs> oh, it's, you know, it's, it's, we send our, we send our thoughts and best wishes to, to, to this fellow's family. Uh, you know what he would have loved? Our house show, which is this Friday. <laughs> Um, but, uh, just like his family found out, those tickets are non-refundable. So, uh, <laughs> Caster takes the powder and talks with Bowens, and then he gets lightly tossed into the barricades. <sighs> you know, okay, so, they, they made a joke before about the fact that the WWE has, like, their padded barricades. Mm-hmm. But at least when people get thrown into those... Like the sound it makes and them bouncing off it looks like it does something. Yeah. 
every time somebody gets thrown into these barricades, they just move it about three inches. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's not great. Like, if you're going to get thrown into barricades, topple them. Like, you should fall over them. Especially because there's nobody back there. Yes. Uh, Bowens gets in Paige's face, and Caster dropkicks him on his way in. Caster gets chucked back outside, and Paige hits a springboard slap, then a crossbody to the outside. Paige then gets reversed into the barricades, again, like, I guess stubbing his toe on him. <laughs> uh, then he drops Caster on his dick and then elbows him off the barricade. Oh, I tripped. Huh? Oh, no. Uh, Bowen's back in, uh, and he gets in the face of Paige, and he tries to uh, slam Caster's dick into the post, but Caster pulls Paige face-first into it. Despite the fact that Max Caster... <laughs> I yes, <loved> <laughs> Bowens gets him. Bowens gets him in Adam Page's face. So Adam Page is like, "Oh yeah," and then he just takes the boombox and just drops it on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah. So despite the fact that Max Caster just did an offensive maneuver, Rick Knox checks on him <laughs> in order for Anthony Bowens to throw Page into the barricade again. Hey, you didn't pull your hamstrings, right? You okay. You're right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Caster puts out a sleeper hold, uh, then does a forward roll, and Paige with gets an elevated, I guess, a power slam or a one. It, it almost looked like a one-handed, like power slam. I guess I don't know. I think it's an explorer suplex for two. What happened to Adam Page? His arm and his face were both bright fucking red at this point, <laughs> and it, this didn't feel like it was a hard-hitting match. And I was like, how is Caster fucking him up so bad? Like, what happened to him? It's that barricade, man. Yeah, man, it's just, uh, yeah. It does stuff to you. Page and Caster trade shots on the apron until Page spine slams Caster onto the apron. Still to come here, Mike Tyson will be on later. JR reminds us (laughs) it's the hardest part of the ring. Yes. Yeah. Still to come is Iron Mike Tyson, which is a poor choice of words for a convicted rapist. (laughs) Uh, Bowens distracts Paige, who is on the top ropes, so Caster runs up and then stumbles on the ropes, then backs up, and then runs up again and slams Paige down, making Paige look like a fucking goon for standing there waiting for him. Yeah. Yeah. Adam. Not you. Adam Page, I'm talking to you now. Do something else. <laughs> Don't stand there and wait for him to get back up at that point. You need to call an audible. This match has bored the announcers, so they're now just talking about Mike Tyson instead. <laughs> a springboard nothing leads to Paige hitting an elbow. Bowens slides in the boombox, but Paige catches it. And as Rick Knox is throwing it out, Bowens then throws a chain to Caster, who punches Paige in the face with it. And this leads to a two count. Caster goes up top for the mic drop, and he misses. And Paige gets his legs grabbed by Bowens so he can't hit the buckshot lariat. And Rick Knox is just like, whatever, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, he's clearly seeing him interfere. That is a DQ. <laughs> We're at the finish, I don't care. Uh, he's gonna, we know what he's gonna do, just do it. <laughs> uh, Paige hits a moonsault on Bowens, then buckshot lariat's caster and wins. As, as Bowens has to remember, oh yeah, moonsault's coming and has to get back into position for it. Yes. Uh, Paige goes 
and hands out some beers, which they call Pagewisers, because AW is unoriginal. Yeah. Yep. This was alright. It, it was an okay opener. It had some, some rough spots. Seems to be a theme throughout this episode, but more on that as we go. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, am I supposed to keep going? Sure. All right. Tony Schiavone welcomes the Death Triangle. Tony Schiavone welcomes members of the Death Triangle, and then they all come out. Just say <laughs> the Death Triangle. That's what I was gonna, I was about ready to tape, but I was like, oh, I guess, I guess someone's not here. And I was like, no, no, they're they're all here. Tony says, next week, Pac and Phoenix get their shot at the tag team belts. Next week, tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, Orange Cassidy then arrives. I do like the fact that they gave Orange Cassidy the Pixie song now. That's good. I, I always take that song. It's a, it's a good song, but I'll, I'll say the same thing I said last week. It doesn't work for me as a wrestling theme song. It's not, it's not peppy enough. No, no. Well, and even I, I get his character is supposed to be aloof, but it also is just like, it's, yeah, it doesn't have, yeah, it doesn't have what I would consider theme it song. It doesn't have the punch. Yep. Trent, Statlander, and Chuck are with him. Orange says, it's nice to see them. And we see the Death Triangle on the screen beating the fuck out of Orange. Chuck says, they still remember. Phoenix then calls them crazy, and Penta starts going fucking crazy on them. And Pac says, I get it. You want a shot at the next AEW Tag Team Champions. And then Pac tells them to jog off and leave. <laughs> Trent says, I get it. We're at the back of the line, but we're also the tag team with the most wins in the company. I mean, that's because you guys are on dark every week. Yeah. So of course you're going to have the most wins. <laughs> Trent says, the boys are back in town, and we have an alien with us now, too. Now, if they give them that as a theme song. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. No, mm-hmm. I'm so I'm so glad this segment happened. It really uh, accomplished something. <sighs> well, uh, Adam, Godzilla vs Kong is up pretty soon because the dinosaurs are going to take on the bears. This <laughs> King Kong a bear? Uh, no? Oh, okay, anyways. Uh, Mike Tyson is shown talking with known piece of shit Urban Meyer. I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, Urban Meyer is the uh, coach of the Florida Gators. Uh, he is also a piece of shit. Oh, okay. take, take my word for it. Okay. Chris Jericho arrives to make me regret agreeing to be on the show. <laughs> Jer says, I really love Godzilla. He was really excited for the Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, that shit is... I, I, I really identify with that giant monkey. <laughs> bear. He's a bear. Fat <laughs> uh, shit is flanked by the worst faction in AEW history. We go for way too long listening to everyone sing Terrible Cock Rock. Only for them to say 
we're going to take a commercial break. <laughs> Fan of the week this week is the, the sing-along dude who is wearing what is obviously a child-sized John Cena, you can't see me ma- face mask that barely fits over his mouth and nose. Nice. So, uh, so the version that I watched, uh, included the footage from the break that they air on the international oh. markets. Gotcha. And it was just JR doing some dick sucking. And then at the end saying, you should chant, you should chant for us so that when we come back, it sounds like, you know, you're really glad to see us. Oh. Which is nice. why, when, which is why when they came back from break, Excalibur said, oh, this crowd's, re- this crowd's really glad to see the inner circle. What a stupid thing he said. Oh my God. <clears throat> Jericho says the inner circle is back in black. Did they wear a different color last week? Bang on out. Bang on out. They're hiding in bathrooms. Did you did you catch the the sign that they made sure to focus on when we came back from break? Um I guess I didn't. I didn't take notes on it. I was waiting for the rant. Because it said Wednesday Night Wars Soul Survivor. Oh. I see. Dumbass. I see. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, Jericho says they got beaten down by the pineapple. Get it? Jericho then apologizes to everyone for beating people up. Jericho then blames MJF for making them hurt people, but MJF joined a month ago. So, what is your excuse for the first year that you were in existence? Y2 Loser continues to call MJF my jerk-off friend. I will not refer to him that, as that the rest of this re- re- uh, recap, but just know anytime I say the word, the letters MJF, that Jericho was calling him my jerk-off friend. I don't, which would in- I don't know what you're talking about. He only said it about 350 times. Also, he's still your friend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Jericho tells a story about being stupid and failing a chemistry test, and his teacher asking him if he was on dope. I wrote he tells a story about his shitty high school chemistry teacher. What a shitty teacher. Yeah. Now, personally, I think he's remembering it wrong, and the teacher is actually like, are you a dope? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) But Jericho's too stupid, and, you know, he, he doesn't understand that masks save lives and COVID kills. Uh, Jericho asks if Ortiz was good at chemistry, and... Ortiz makes a face like, dude, you know I've got an ounce of meth on me. I'm pretty good at it. (laughs) Science, bitch! Jericho says he is good at pro wrestling. That's debatable. Uh, He says... Yeah. Jericho says he let MJF into the inner circle to keep him under his thumb. Except for the fact that MJF won a match to be let into the inner circle. (laughs) And if you wanted him in your group so much so you could keep him under your thumb... Why did you fight so hard to not have him in your group? Just just asking. He claims MJF can't apply a spray tan. More on that in the main event. And he has he was more orange than Cassidy. The problem is, is that Orange Cassidy is his name, not his pigment. And you had a perfect opportunity to bash the guy that everyone talks about as having a terrible spray tan. But of course... He's not going to bash Trump, his best friend. He says MJF had more streaks on him than the toilet he slammed his head into. Get it? Talk about poop. 
we get a swirly chant because fuck this crowd. <laughs> Jericho says MJF is only 25. And when Jericho was 25, he was still having wet dreams. I'm sorry. You were still jizzing your pants when you were 25? Like most people stop doing that when they're 16. <laughs> also, 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 Jericho was the ECW TV champion when he was 25. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, it's like, did you forget your own past? Like, you were this same dude. <laughs> like, you've been wrestling it for five years at this point. MJF has been wrestling for five years at this point. He's you. <laughs> Ugh. Jericho says MJF wants to be better than he is already. Look, Jericho is like the 45th best wrestler on the roster, so there's a lot of people that are better at him at this point in his career. Then Jericho makes fun of his scarf, and he asks why MJF is stealing Jericho's shit, says the guy who steals everyone's gimmicks, promos, and moves. He says MJF runs to the back and checks to see what everyone thinks about his matches, and he calls him a mark, and then says he's going to change it instead to Max. Jericho, the guy who checks rankings and ratings every week to see how well he did in the demo... <laughs> is calling someone else a self-mark. Jericho then insults Tully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jericho then insults Tully Blanchard and says he's the third string member of the Four Horsemen. And then he claims he cannot tell the difference between Dax and Cash, even though one is bald and the <laughs> other is a thick, is a thick daddy. Yep. Uh, he calls them AEW's Jonas Brothers because they are good, they make money, but he doesn't know their names. So, two parts to this. One, Jericho just admitted that he likes the Jonas Brothers. Two, the Jonas Brothers were a thing ten years ago. <laughs> That's where we're at with references now. Oh, there's another coming up. Three, he then says their names. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jericho says he's never seen Sean Spears' upside, and the only time he saw saw Sean Spears... That's a lot of S's. I'm sorry. Uh, The only time he saw Sean Spears was when he called him 10 years ago asking for advice once he got fired from the Fed. What a dick statement to make. Remember 10 years ago when your bitch ass asked a 20-year veteran for advice, you fucking pansy? Piece of shit. Dick. Jericho, with his receding hairline and man tits, says aligning yourself with MJF is as smart as rocking a blonde mohawk in 2021. And then... <laughs> but, that, uh, but that top ponytail was a great idea. Yes. yes. And, I ha- and then this one, I had to go back and listen to it again. He claims Wardlow has a million dollar brain he and a 13 cent body. Yep. Yeah. Then he calls Wardlow stupid. I'm going to assume he meant to say he's got a million dollar body and a 13 cent brain, but instead, like, apparently Wardlow is fat, but he's really smart. <laughs> also, he claims Ward- also, isn't yes. the phrase, isn't the phrase million dollar body 10 cent mind? Yes. Is Jericho speaking, is Jericho speaking in Canadian money or is he adjusting for inflation? 
It might be adjusting for inflation, but at that point, it would probably be he's got a $13 body <laughs> for inflation if you're looking at He claims Wardlow has to strip naked to count to 21. Think about it. I've Think about it. it. Think about it. I've seen, it. I've seen him. I've seen him call his penis. <laughs> also, uh, again, the guy who claimed that guys were stealing his shit, that is a, like, 20-year-old joke at this point? Stolen from somebody else? And yeah, wasn't it, isn't it, isn't it also JR who always used to say the million dollar body and 10 cent mine? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I wrote, and then we get, I, I wrote, yes. old roasts are old. Yeah. But wait, because we've got another almost decade old reference. As Jericho says, they're going to shove each member of the pinnacle up each other's asses so they can form a human centipede. I looked it up. That is a 12 year old movie. 12, yep. There you go. Uh, if it, did you ever watch Tosh Point oh? Of course. Have, did you ever see uh, his review of the Human Centipede? I don't remember exactly. Do you have a favor? Go and search out the uncentered extended version of that bit because he had like a cut. He had a cut down version of it. Yeah, it is one of the. But if, if you've watched Human Centipede, obviously, so you understand the jokes, yeah. it is one of the funniest things ever because his reactions, that he's just like, and then a doctor goes downstairs, Human Centipede's gone, and he's like, I know I just left it here. That's <laughs> so funny. Uh, my, my personal favorite Human Centipede reference is the South Park episode. Oh, my God, yes. Human Should I eat the cuttle, cuttlefish? Because <laughs> my favorite part about that is they used to have a documentary on South Park's website about you know how an episode gets made and it was that episode. Nice. And so you see, I don't know if it's Trey or Matt, but you see Trey, them, one of them trying to record that line and just not being able to do it at first. Should I eat the cuttlefish <laughs> or the vanilla pudding? <laughs> oh my god. May 5th. Pinnacle versus Inner Circle in a blood and guts match. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Jericho screams, they are the inner circle, and they're back in black. And then either his mic cuts out, or they dubbed over what he was saying. <laughs> and he says they're going to beat the living shit. And then, of course, it cuts out again after the, word, the, the swear word. And then, yeah. Jericho calls that an immortal promo. It's going to be immortal because it's going to be on Botchamania <laughs> the fucking line that he had. Yeah, this was uh, this was live, so I don't think they were dubbing anything. But yeah, yeah they did something. They did something weird. And instead of just killing the sound, like they killed his mic, and you could still hear him talking, but like really quiet. It was it was odd. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. was bad. Yeah, this was generic. Just this was no. I'm a good guy now. Cheer for me. Yep. Sorry, I was yep. a dick for a while. I swear I'm a good guy now. And we I'm are, and they cool are cool references that you're going to cheer for, huh? They're su- they're such good guys that they flip off the camera at the end. Yeah, they finger us. Dasha is with Christian Cage. <laughs> they finger us to break. Yes, <laughs> hot. Dasha's with Christian Cage. <sighs> Christian says last week was the culmination of an entire year of him scratching and clawing to get his way back to an AEW ring, I guess. <laughs> I would say uh, a couple months ago was probably the culmination of 
seven years of you scratching and clawing your way to get back to a ring when you were in the Royal Rumble. Christian admits... No, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, Christian admits he was blown up at his match with Frankie. Thank you, I also wrote that note. <laughs> and then Christian makes wrestlers level up. Sal arrives, Taz arrives, to say... <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but we know each other. <laughs> we've, we've, I'm, yes, Taz, you were an announcer for a lot of Christian's matches. We know you know each other. <laughs> Taz offers Christian a spot in Team Taz, and he tells Christian, sleep on it. Up next. Dasha. Yes. Dasha calls this a massive opportunity because she obviously hasn't been paying attention. We literally, later on in the night, have these guys fighting with each other. And this is a massive opportunity for him to join in on that drama. Massive opportunity. To join the shittiest faction in, in AEW. Yes. <sighs> Up next, Godzilla versus Kong. Mm. And I realized that they were calling this Godzilla versus Kong, despite the fact that they didn't have any apes in the match because this is actually sponsored by the movie Godzilla vs. Kong. Yup. Uh, so it's a it's a shame that, you know, they couldn't, oh, I don't know, have called up Awesome Kong to be in the match. <laughs> <laughs> At least be present for this. Like, I understand you probably don't want to be like Okay, um, we need somebody to represent a monkey. Let me see who we can do that for. Um, okay, well, that'll get us thrown off the air if we choose that guy. So, <laughs> um, had me, I was trying to think. It had me worried with where that was going for a second. <laughs> not gonna lie. Uh, so who? Yeah, because there's not really anybody that like their gimmick is like gorilla, right? You obviously can't can't even make like a silverback gorilla thing with John Silver because he's hurt. So yeah, you're literally like, well, we got the dinosaur <laughs> that we needed. Uh, fuck it, nobody's paying attention anyways. Uh, let's do bears. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bears, speaking of bears, it's Adam's turn. Ah, uh, yeah. So they they throw us to a Godzilla vs. Kong advertisement posing as a promo for the match, and then we go to a Godzilla vs. Kong advertisement posing as the tag team match. Uh, Jurassic Express vs. Bear Country. We start with chaos as Paul Turner vaguely tries to take control. Finally, we get Boulder and Luchasaurus, and then Bronson immediately tags in. They work over Luchasaurus in their own corner, but Luchasaurus fights his way out and makes the tag. Luchasaurus completely fails at something and possibly hurts himself when we go to box. Womp womp. They come back for Jungle Boy in trouble. He fights out of Bear Country's corner and tags out. Luchasaurus fights off both bears, germining Bronson and face-kicking Boulder. Uh, they tease there's a, a There's a bucket list item. <laughs> <laughs> they tease a double clothesline. No chance. Uh, a double choke slam, rather. Not clothesline. Wrote clothesline, not choke slam. Uh, then kicks. Lucha goes up, gets caught, and after some theatrics, gets superplexed back into the ring by Boulder. Bronson barely gets the springboard DDT'd by Jungle Boy. Boulder gets slammed and covered in Bronson power slams. Jungle Boy onto the cover to break it up at two and ten eighths. Except he landed him on his tag team partner instead <laughs> of... <laughs> it's like, ooh, he missed a little bit on that. Yeah. Uh, double cannonball on Luchasaurus and he kicks out at two. Uh, 
Bronson gets on Boulder's shoulders. Jungle kicks Boulder in the knees. Lucha kicks Bronson in the face. Boulder gets sent to the floor. Bronson gets choke slammed, then standing moonsaulted, and that's your finish. What the fuck were they planning on doing with Bear Bronson on Bear Boulder's shoulders? I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there was this was a mess. I I I like Bear Country, but they are clearly independent workers that haven't trained enough to be put in spots this big and yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't great it wasn't god awful it wasn't great yeah I I, actually that was my that was my next note that was not good (laughs) Uh, speaking of not good we then talked to QT Marshall he talks about he talks about Cody being an asshole because he is Uh, Anthony Agogo then talks about something no idea what he was rambling about. Uh, oh, my guy's like, I'm all, I'm an international star, and I uh, just I, I punch hard. <laughs> like, what, dude? <laughs> Are you okay? Did you have a stroke? Like Do you that. smell chocolate? Burnt toast? You think burnt toast? Yes, burnt toast. Uh, How about on, popcorn? <laughs> then unfrozen caveman wrestler Nick Camerata tries to throw paint on the Nightmare Factory logo on the wall and mostly fails. How pissed do you think QT was? He's just like, I gotta clean that up, motherfucker. Like, this is my gym. I got it all over the floor. God damn it. You're supposed to get it on the wall. Look, uh, I understand you're in Xeno Man, but you, you can at least, like, throw a little bit. I have it harder than that, dude. Hey. Uh, we then uh, talk about tonight's card again and go to break. When we come back, Tony's on the stage to talk to Sting. I can't wait to see what he doesn't say this week. Uh-huh. Shockingly enough, they're immediately interrupted by Jake Roberts. <laughs> we see no way. We see Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky in the upper deck for half a second. Jake calls Darby a gerbil. Uh, Lance Archer appears and complains about his booking. Is he going to team up with Page and Scorpio? Is that why they're showing him? Maybe. Uh, Sting steals the mic from Archer. Roberts h- hugs Archer, which is weird. Uh, Sting says he agrees with Lance. He thinks Archer is main event material. Sting yells at Jake Roberts, which is weird. Is he blaming Jake for Archer being shitty? Uh, Sting leaves. Tony asks Lance what he thinks. Lance leaves, and we go to Team Taz. So it felt a lot like Jake. I, I, I don't. I know they don't have a script, but it felt a lot like Jake was going into business for himself a little bit. Really. Yeah, because at a certain point, Archer's like, shut up. <laughs> like, then he kept talking. He's like, it's like, no, 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 Jake, don't, don't, sit. Shh, shh, go to sleep, old man. Like, <laughs> gosh, man, like, that's that, that, like, Archer doesn't need a mouthpiece. He, we know he can talk. He can actually cut the promos. Can't wrestle, but he can cut the promos. So, Team Taz, Ricky Starks wants Brian Cage to talk. Taz says, fuck you, no. Says Ricky's instigating and says they have an offer on the table to Christian Cage. And that's it. This was all information that we already knew. Why do we need this video? In case you missed it before, me and Christian, we know each other. And we have, we, and and we want him to join our shitty team. Uh, We're probably going to have to kick out one of you guys. (laughs) Hook. I'll see you at home. Yeah, all right. See you, buddy. You're uh, getting the hook. Then we go back to the arena for Darby's entrance with Sting. <laughs> Who wrote out this card? What a fucking weird series of segments. 
So did, did Sting finish what he was doing, walk into the back, and then walk back out again? Yeah, basically. Jesus. I'm sure J.D. Drake has a huge opportunity here, considering he got a jobber entrance. <laughs> I wrote, Ralphus is already in the ring because he sucks. <laughs> yeah. Average football dad, who shows up to his son's games drunk and belligerent, misses on a chop, and Darby looks like a toddler fighting his dad. Oh my god, that's so perfect. <laughs> Darby then misses on a dropkick, but it's sold anyways, and then he tope suicidos into Drake. Briley distracts Darby, and a dude with a similar body to me shoulder blocks him off the apron. Sting lays his dick on Namus' shoulder, and then it makes him run away. <laughs> Instead of this match, we watch Sting chase after Wish.com Dolph Ziggler. Now, you know what? Hold on that. Dolph is already Wish.com Shawn Michaels. This is like Dollar Tree Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> this is like those action figures you find at the Rite Aid that just say, Wrestling Superstars. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Where it's like, I, I know that, that there is a mold of this somewhere. And I'm sure that it's like it, it, just collecting dust at this point, but it should have never been constructed in the first place. Like it's hanging on by a thread. Like I feel like uh, like the arms don't even pose. It's just not good. I know this uh, is Darby sent to be Randy Orton, but it just says Snake Man. <laughs> yes, I'm the Snake Man. <laughs> da, 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 da. Darby Senton's on to Drake and Bononi on the outside. I forgot Cesar Bononi was out there. Yeah. Cesar, uh, Cesar Bononi, who apparently had his legs taken out, who just who gets up just in time to to take the, the Senton. Yep. Uh, Drake gets back in and crotches Darby on the turnbuckle, and then Tria woes him and cannonballs into him, then splashes Darby for two. Then I don't know where Darby hits a avalanche code red, and then Coffin drops on him for the win. Yep. Yep. And then immediately after that, the bunny comes running out, and the Dark Order arrive before they're supposed to, because they're out there, and you, but you can hear the bunny yelling, and it's like, what's going on? But the bunny yells at the announce table. Well, Darby they gets need his, to clear on out. Yeah, Darby gets his belt and staggers to the stage where he gets waylaid by Butcher. Yeah. Just gets taken the fuck out. So Dark Order come out to, I guess, take on the foe. Yeah. And yeah, Dar I, I did, I did kind of laugh at the fact that Bunny was apparently so distracted by yelling at commentary that she didn't realize that the Dark Order were there and that she was getting stalked by Hikaru Shida. Yeah. Or no, sorry, take Conti. Hikaru Shida. Take Conti, yep. Yeah. So, uh, Conti, yeah, Conti grabs Bunny and starts wailing on her. So that was that was the end of that segment. Was yep. she beat the show? We then get a video package hyping up our main event. Yay! Alex Marvez is with Chris Jericho. <laughs> Marvez says, "Big news, Jericho! Did you hear that the Pinnacle and Inner Circle will be in a blood and guts match?" <laughs> He's so bad at his one fucking job. He asked the guy who, who proposed the, the match, did you hear? It wasn't a matter of like, did you hear the pinnacle has accepted the match? It was literally, hey, 
This is going to be a mess. Isn't that cool? <laughs> oh, <sighs> good God. The Pinnacle attack Jericho and then bring him out to the ring. FTR hit a spike pile driver on Jericho, and then we see that the inner circle have been thwarted by a simple press-in lock button. Mm-hmm. They start beating down the door, and then we see that the door has been cut into <laughs> a little zigzag pattern yep. so they can break through it. Yeah. Why? Then... Why? Why? <laughs> why? Why would that door lock from the outside? That's a good question, number one. <laughs> number two, why do four pro wrestlers need a door to be pre-cut for them to get out? <laughs> Especially because we didn't actually see them break out of it and leave. We saw them start to break out of it. So you could have just seen them bang on the door and then cut. And then later when they come out, you're like, oh, they got out. But no, we had to watch them halfway break the door. They did They did so well with the scoring last week to put uh, Kip Sabian's face in the middle of the mole on the whack-a-mole backdrop that yeah. they decided to do it again this week. Yeah. Uh, and then Mike Tyson arrives. So here's the thing. I'll speak just back one second. When when when, yeah. the, when we go to the big screen for the reveal that the inner circle have been locked in their in their dressing room, there's Alex Marvez again, and all he yep. does is go, "Hey, this way!" Like the cameraman needs to be reminded where the inner circle's locker room is. Yeah. Also, Alex Marvez is right there. He could unlock that door. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't a key lock. <laughs> it's, yeah. So, Alex Marvez, I, a dumb piece of shit. Yeah. So I I understand that asking for things to make sense in wrestling is is a tall task sometimes. But here's the thing, because the first words out of their mouths tonight were, "Is that Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson's going to be here." All week we've been hearing Mike Tyson's going to be here. He's going to be here. He's going to be here. Please don't watch the other guys in their big event. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Why was Mike Tyson here? Because he never pretended to do like, <laughs> oh, Mike Tyson's going to come out here and do like a promo or anything like that. They literally just kept saying he's going to be here. And the only interaction he has is this yeah. coming out and helping them. So it's like, so you didn't actually book him, and it makes no sense then why you knew he was going to be here then. Because at least normally, the you know, in, in WWE and most of the places, they at least set that kind of shit up. Like, the, like uh, Triple H has an announcement to make, which he didn't make an announcement, but at least it made sense why he was out there, and it, it leads to this, you know, him getting beat up right away like that, you know? Like, there was no thought put into this at all of, like, how do we make it that, like, why would Mike Tyson be here? Yeah. You know? I don't know so what's, Tyson I don't, I don't know what's sadder, that or the fact that that didn't even occur to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he literally wasn't booked. Yeah. Like, it's it's the same kind of kind of situation where they usually would do it. it was like, there's no main event to a match, to a, an event. And then, like, the opening statement is like, this is our main event now. It's like, well, what was your main event originally? Like <laughs> I've, I've, That I've been saying for years. Uh, yeah. KT, KT in the chat says, because an arbitrary 10-man tag match needs an arbitrary stipulation. 
uh, and says, and your repackaged badass original stable still needs to be saved by Mike Tyson. <laughs> nice. Tyson punches Spears and the inner circle arrive. So I guess all is forgiven between Tyson and Jericho because they hug each other. Right. Tyson, Tyson punches Spears and something in this just makes commentary. Just start laughing. I don't know what they were laughing at, but yeah. Commentary was, um, laugh, commentary was laughing at Mike Tyson. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that Tyson would say that Spears consented to that punch. Yeah, that was my that was my note. Tyson and Jericho shake hands and hug because that makes sense. Yeah, they have had zero interaction with each other except for getting punched the last time yeah. that they talked with each other. Because but it's something now, that happened on Raw, fucking twelve years ago or whatever. Yeah, and also again, Mike Tyson, you just invited him there. At least say that then. Be like, we've invited Mike Tyson to hang out backstage with us. At least that gives a reason for why he's there. Not sure why he was talking to Urban Meyer, but, you know. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, then we... Uh, well, first the TNT app decides to skip Britt Baker's interview, so I had to rewind and watch it again. Because yeah. so, <laughs> it came back with her yelling. Last week, uh, when, we ta- when we talked about the inner circle getting one up on uh, Pinnacle by hiding in the bathroom... <laughs> Uh, Sal had said something about uh, we'll see what happens this week seeing how they get their heat back do you think they got their heat back no yeah they beat the shit out of Jericho but then they got beat up by fucking 85 year old Mike fucking Tyson they they got a couple of shots on Jericho but to do it they had to lock up the rest of his guys in a locker room yeah like you you have even numbers <laughs> okay Tessa, to be fair to spears that's probably the most he's been touched in a wrestling ring in a while that's accurate that is accurate also this lasted far too long yes it did like the the, the, the cool down from this like with jericho and tyson in the ring making like gaga eyes at each other this there was way too much of that mm-hmm. Britt baker is with Rebel and Tony Schiavone. And Britt asks Tony Khan for a championship match against Huraka Shida. Baker says, fuck the rankings, they are bullshit. And I 100% agree. Yeah, not wrong. Britt says the championship matches should be based on TV ratings, star power, and t-shirt sales. And she says... You should watch Dynamite, Dark, and Dark Elevation because I'm going to be on every single one of those to arbitrarily pump up my numbers. And with that, it's Adam time. I mean, that's all Dark's been for months anyway, for like a year at this point. So, uh, Enter Bunny with horny fucking otters for her match against Ty Conti. You can take that as the animal <laughs> or the gay, whatever. Uh, the bell rings and we slugfest. Bunny slams Ty into the corners and Ty sells it like she's being shot. Uh, Ty nails a suplex, then a running pump kick. A broski boot sends Bunny to the floor. Bunny avoids one kick and catches the next and she crashes Conti to the apron. Suplex on the floor by Bunny, then a running drop kick sends Conti into the barricade. Bunny screams at us and we go to box. So during, during this commercial break, for some reason, my TNT app decided to start playing Spanish commercials. (laughs) 
it, 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 it went back to normal after, or not normal, I should say. It went back to English commercials the next time around. But for whatever reason, this break, they're just like, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Spanish commercials for you. There's some diversity. Yeah. Uh, we return for a backbreaker from Conti. Bunny avoids a knee in the corner. She wants down the rabbit hole, but Conti fights out. Hardy prevents Conti from running the ropes, but she nails the tie KO and gets a two count. Uh, Conti makes really stupid faces, then gets her neck dropped across the top rope. Bunny steals Sheeta's kendo stick. A brawl ensues. Uh, Sheeta steals her stick back. Conti hits a superplex, rolls it into the DD tie, and that's your three count. Three count. Uh, it could have been worse. As I'm watching, <laughs> that's the nut button. Uh, so the entire time watching uh, this match, I just kept thinking, "This is the chick that the internet keeps telling me is like the future superstar of AEW." And I was like, "She is just as green as she was in NXT." Yeah, I I don't know if it's just because. Like the the talent level in AEW is so much less, but like, or, or if it's just because it's the stands arbitrarily bumping up their performances, but <laughs> because they get used this, so much less. Yeah, this just wasn't. This match was just okay. You know, it it was it was like if you were going to tune in to a random episode of uh, WWE main event and you saw Dana Brooke take on Sarah Logan, like this is the level of match you're watching. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, like, I get it, she's a beautiful woman. I'm not sure that's 100% fair to Sarah Logan, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I get it, Tay Conti is super hot, and so is Anna Jay, they're both super hot. But they're miles and miles behind the talent of some of the women that are out there. Yeah, and to continue to kind of like, yeah, to continue to push them up as like, oh my god, they're so great. Like, even on their own show, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, like are incredibly good workers, you know? I wouldn't I would put them like fringe top 10 uh, all-time or all-time women, but still like yeah, I just I just don't get it. Like like I said, I I don't know if it's because people have the rose-colored glasses of like it's a hot chick or what, but yeah, it's like it's just okay, dog. Yeah. Well, let me Also, stop showing a shirtless child. I don't want to see it. Oh, wow. So last week I, I made mention that uh, I had looked up the episode on Cage Match, and it was the that night, and it had a, an average score. Oh, yeah. Something, something ridiculous. This week, And it had 34, 10, 10 votes. This week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. week's episode has a 5.62. <laughs> That's up a little from what I saw this morning, yeah. Has no ha, and has no tens. Has no tens. Yeah, yeah. Has uh, mostly sevens. Nineteen sevens, eleven sixes, ten fives, ten fours, three nines, but no uh, no stands in on cage match yet this week, which is a surprise. Yeah. Uh, to commentary Gosh. we go next week. Darby <clears throat> versus Hardy falls count anywhere. Uh, Bucks versus Death Triangle for the tag belts. Anthony Agogo in action and Velvet versus Jade. Oh, good God. Uh, then we have to watch a video about them. Good news, Velvet can't cut a promo either. <sighs> also next week, she was bad. Also next week, Dax versus Jericho with Tyson as the ringside enforcer. Can't wait for him to reveal the pinnacle shirt under his inner circle shirt. <laughs> and your main event is next. 
Yeah, you weren't kidding. You did I, a lot. You did a lot more work than I did this week. <laughs> yeah, I was just uh, just reading uh, some of the comments quickly on Cage Match, and I uh, just like this one. Aside from the inner circle pinnacle segments, which were really good, and the main event, which was really terrible, this was a glorified episode of Dark. <laughs> All right, main event time. Kenny Osmegma, Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson and Don Callis arrive. The Young Bucks are out next, and John Moxley arrives from outside of the arena. He spits water, and then throws a water bottle against the wall, which then bounces into his legs. Uh, <laughs> oh, somebody got deleted on the... Uh... Yeah, it was a bot. Oh, gotcha. That's um, what I do. Uh, Matt Jackson starts off against Carl Anderson, but then Anderson instantly takes out into or uh, takes out to Kenny Oshmegma. Don Callis uh, makes fun of Matt Jackson about slapping him, and then he joins commentary. Because this is such a brutal blood feud, Omega and Matt tie up. <laughs> <laughs> that will always be my number one gripe. Anytime that it, that it is two people who are in a feud. If they do a collar, I will tie bone. They shove each other before Nick takes in. Uh, Nick and Omega chain wrestle for a bit before Omega kicks Nick in the face. They then hug each other a bunch. So I don't know what they were trying to do, but they were just, like, dancing at a certain point. Uh, Kenny knocks him down and poses, showing off his penis pump marks on his back. <laughs> I know, I know he does the cupping thing or whatever like that, but like, it's right at the, at, at the, uh, it's a tramp stamp at this point. <laughs> and it's just weird. Like, you think that you would make those appointments for different days that wouldn't make it so you still have those marks on you? Like, Tyler Breeze does that shit all the time too. I feel like, I feel like for some people, it's, it's like showing off. Could be. Yeah. Look, I, I can I can I can afford cupping therapy, whatever the fuck that's called. Yeah. Yeah. I can Although, afford to I can afford to pay someone to give me forty five hickeys on my back. Yes, yes. Although uh that machine that they use definitely has a lot of good applications in porn. <laughs> so there's always that too. Somebody should get on that. Nick drop kicks Omega out of the ring. And Anderson tags in and waits for Nick to arm drag him. Uh, Knox stops caring as everyone gets into the match. Yeah. Max and the Bullocks all dive to the outside and take out Omega and the Cox. Uh, back from commercials about shitting yourself and Moxie tags in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you got that commercial too as, uh, as well of yours, but it was some chick that kept going, oh. I didn't, get, was I, like, didn't, I didn't get any commercials because I was watching on uh, watchwrestling.legally.com. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the app, there's there's a commercial. And, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was it was a woman who was, like, trying to hang out with her son at school, and she kept stopping and being like, oh. <laughs> uh, Moxie takes in and squares off with the guy who is dressed like him, Carl Anderson. Uh, if you're going to go against Carl Anderson, who always has military-themed gear, don't wear military-themed gear, <laughs> which is what Moxley had on. Moxley, no cells. 
Ander sends offense. <laughs> it's funny I had that same uh, that same note. Uh, then he Germans him. Omega and Gallows get in, and they both get German as well. Gallows takes in, and Big Boots mocks it down. At this we, point, yes. Before that, Anderson Anderson after his Germany rolls to the apron. So Mox locks mm-hmm. him in a sleeper while he's standing on the apron and Mox is in the ring. Yes. And just gets dropped across the top rope. Like, fucking duh. It's, Why did you do uh, that? It never makes sense. At this point, because Moxie's in the corner, I realize just how balding he really is. <laughs> like, that shit is Hogan in the 80s levels of bad at this point. Like, I... It, it seems like it's gone really fast, too. Like, I know he's, he has had a receding hairline for a while, which is why he did, like, the buzz cut for a while. But it's, like, like really far. Like, he's got fucking Vegeta hair at this point. It's so far back. Gallows gets stomped, uh, stopped when Moxie stands up, which doesn't cause him to hit him, but instead just causes them both to stare at each other for a little bit, deciding on what they're supposed to do next. And then they dance around a bit before... They just take out. Yeah, that was a bad botch. <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to do, but like Gallows is running full force in the corner and he stands up, which is just like, just keep running. <laughs> just just hit him. Why are you stopping? Oh, he moved. Oh. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, Nick, takes it, Nick takes in and hits a few kicks to Gallows, then sends Anderson to the turnbuckle. He jumps off Gallo's back and pulls Anderson off the corner into a suplex, which makes zero fucking sense. Why the fuck did Anderson sit on the middle ropes for so long? (laughs) Kenny Omega is then suddenly scared of Matt Jackson. The world champion is scared of a tag team worker. Tag team champion? Uh Huh? Omega gets back body dropped and is then scared of the super kick as he ducks and then he gets DDT instead. Yes. This is why people are starting to go, you know what? Maybe that Kenny Omega guy, not as good as we thought. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, he's, he, like I said, this, this whole new thing where he's like chicken shit heel doesn't work for me. And I'm, you know, like it, you're better than this dude. I don't know if it's just New Japan knew what they were doing or, like, if, if they were better at being like, no, Kenny, don't do that. Do this. Because <laughs> now it's like, it's like, dude, you, this is the character you want to play of, like, don't kick me. No. <laughs> uh, Omega is able to block the super kick. Uh, then he just stands there while Matt sets up for it. Uh, Omega slaps Matt, which causes him to ground and pound on Omega until Gallows super kicks him. Oh, sorry. Uh, pump kicks him. Uh, Nick off the top ropes and Moxie clotheslines him to the floor. Anderson gets taken out and Omega suplexes Matt twice. Moxie gets in and clotheslines Omega and suddenly Matt is, uh, is fine and he takes him down for a two. Yeah, I hated this. We, I mean, we can, t- we can talk about the whole, the whole thing at the yeah. end, but this whole thing where Matt is like, ah, I can't super kick my friend. It's just like, fucking yeah. come on. Yeah. The Bucks hit double team splashes, but Anderson breaks up the three. Nick leaps outside to take out the good guns, but he is still the legal guy. <laughs> so he has to get back in. 
they set up the BTE trigger on Omega, but instead of doing the BTE trigger, they drop their arms and they say they can't do it. So then Moxley has to talk to them. They set it up again, but again, don't do it. And at this point, Nick seems like he so wants f- to, but Matt is like, yeah. <laughs> at this point, it is so clear that they are about to turn heel. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Okay, like uh, to quote uh, to quote KT in the chat, Stevie Wonder saw this heel turn coming. Like, set up the BT trigger, super kick Moxie off the apron. That's a shocking heel turn. It's right there. Setting up the BT trigger and going like, eh, I don't want to do that. And having him have to run in there and fucking do it. It's like, okay, well, now we know what's happening next. And also, the way that they did it, it doesn't play, it, it doesn't play into, oh, they turned on Moxley to side with Omega as much as it does, oh, they turned on Moxley because Moxley was a dick to him because he tagged himself in so hard because Matt was too much of a wimp to finish the match. Yes, exactly. Because Mox yeah. tagged in by basically slapping Matt Jackson in the chest. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Mox, the paradigm shifts Omega twice and then puts a sleeper hold on him. I, sure. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know why he didn't just pin him at this point, but yeah, he puts a sleeper hold on him. Uh, and then Matt and Nick both super kick Moxley. So, well, yeah. Matt does. Nick kind of whiffed. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Eddie Kingston fats his way out, uh, <laughs> but Gallows and Anderson attack him. I wrote, and wa- at this I, point, I wrote Waddles. Did, is he hurt? Is he, like, is he still wearing the, uh, the walking cast because his ankle got broken by the chair? Oh, that must have been what it was. Yeah. I, I, I thought he had something going on. Like, is he okay? <laughs> KT says somewhere in AEW elevation, Paul White shed a tear. Yeah. Well, this is, yeah, because the, the Bucks, this is what, their third t- turn now at this point? Something like Cause that. Because they, they kind of started as bad guys, then they were good guys, and now they're bad guys again. Uh, Matt Spray Tan is running down his face. Yeah. <laughs> he goes full Giuliani. Yeah. And Gallows Anderson. They never go full Giuliani. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Gallows Anderson, Magic Killer Moxley, so Omega can pin him and win. I don't know how this match wasn't a disqualification once Kingston came out, but yeah. Well, King, also, Kingston didn't interfere in the match. He just showed up and got his shit kicked in on the stage. That's true. Yeah. Why fight for 15 minutes if you're just going to turn on Moxley? Yeah. Because nothing was on the line in this match. I listened I listened to last week's episode, and I thought I said it last week, and apparently I didn't. But when when they when Mox came out to confront the good brother, the, the, the Omega Bros., and and the Bucks slowly walked out behind him and stood next to him. Honestly, I was expecting the super kick at that point. Yeah. And it didn't happen then. And uh, yeah, like we said, uh, like you said, like I said, like KT said, this was just so fucking obviously where this was going. It was it was painful. I don't. I don't care for the story. I don't give a shit about the Good Brothers. I don't give a shit about the the Bucks and their fucking torment. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Well, and and again, it's like you just spent 15 minutes beating the shit out of these guys. And then at the end, you're just 
turning on Moxley. But again, you didn't cost Moxley anything. Yeah. Like there's there's nothing on the line here. So the whole thing of like Kenny being like, Oh, you you've never chosen me over, you know, anything else, like this wasn't a matter of like, oh, this is the Bucks versus Gallows Anderson for the titles and like they they voluntarily drop it to him or whatever. It, it was something like that. Like this was just like No, we're gonna beat the piss out of you for a while. Uh your guy slapped me last week. But now like at the end we're just gonna super kick Moxley. Like if it was a matter of like, oh, uh if if Moxley loses, then he can't challenge for the title. At least there's something. But it just it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, for the people that are too slow to understand, we super kick them again just to make sure that we understand they really are heels. This time, this, this, this time, this time, the true young bucks double super kick. Yeah. Uh, Matt says he's sorry to Kenny, and we finger each other to go off the air. Yeah, they throw they throw up the sign, but the bucks don't want the sign. The bucks want a hug. They want a hug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired of this story. Oh my gosh. I'm just so excited for Kenny Omega as a heel. And, and like we said, uh, in, in the, in the weeks following the title victory, you know, they were starting to show why, you know, why Kenny was a big deal in Japan that I hadn't seen before. And I was starting to get interested in, in saying, oh, well, you know, maybe they, maybe they can make, you know, Kenny Omega this, this, you know, amazing, wrestler that he's always, you know, made out to be by, by, by the internet. And at this point, it's gotten to a point now where I'm just like, just can we do something else, please? Cause this is, this is painful. This is painful to watch. This sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, for, for me, it was like, it's, Kenny feels a bit overexposed and like the, the shine is definitely off of that pearl now because what we what we had heard for years and years was like he was the best unsigned talent out there. He was the best wrestler in the world, everything like that. And then we had AEW, and he spent a year doing jack shit. <laughs> and and like everyone's like, well, well, they 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 want to build up to to Kenny, like they they want to let some of the people shine, and then Kenny's going to take the forefront. And now Kenny's at the forefront of the show, and not only are they losing viewers each week. <laughs> But it's he's he's not that entertaining right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we finally got we finally got Kenny Omega as the champion. We finally started to see glimmers and gleams of the cleaner mm-hmm. Kenny Omega, and we ended up with Don Callis and the Good Brothers. I think that's another issue too, because Kenny is a really good promo, but he doesn't do the promos because Don Callis does them. It's like just having that cock there. It, it does. It's like I don't, I don't like you. I don't want to see you anymore. And I would rather see Kenny Omega doing the promos and being leader of the group. Instead, this feels like it's Don Callis's group, and right. Kenny is like his, I guess, paid muscle. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's not. It's. It's. Yeah. It's. There are. There are other storylines that are more entertaining on the show, and there shouldn't be because this is the main event <laughs> storyline, and it, it involves like your two main titles, the tag team titles and the world title. 
Like, do I give that much of a shit about Darby Allen as TNT champion? No, I think he's overrated. But, you know, um, yeah. The, the women still don't have any storyline real. Yeah. So. Why not? We've got Jaden Velvet. Yeah. That's that. It, the, the, and the women's champion doesn't have a story to yeah. storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. When you've got a two hour show, you've got five matches on that show, and the best match on the show is the opener. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Which again, Paige continues to show that like he could be somebody if they strapped a rocket to could be really fucking impactful and could be their kind of like, I know he's not exactly a homegrown star for AEW because he wrestled before them, but I feel like he could be their like big selling point, you know, like TNA had a bunch of guys who, you know, made their name in TNA, like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Bobby and stuff like that. Like, AW right now, a bunch of their guys are from other places, but Adam Page could be that dude who'd be like, this is, this is the guy, like, you know, put him at the forefront. Right now, like, he's just hanging out with the Dark Order. Which, again, the Dark Order are fun, but, yeah, it's just, yeah. there's so much more you could do with them. You got a friend in me. KT says, yep, Black China versus Cody's side piece. Riveting, riveting women's match right there. Sure can't wait for that next week. For for the shit that the IWC has given WWE over the years for using the word bitch as in like most women's storylines as like an emphasis for them to then be like, it's so cool that like Red Velvet, Red Velvet had a sentence that she said bitch four times in. A sentence. <laughs> it was you're, you, you, you call yourself the, the bad bitch and, and you're gonna come over with your bitch ass over here and you're gonna take this bitch out, but you better not be a bitch, bitch. Like, God, I it just, I get it, you can say it. Like, yeah, everyone can. The fucking daytime soap opera can say bitch. Like, it's not a good thing anymore. Like, I would, I would be much more impressed if fucking Red Velvet's just like, you're gonna step into the ring with me, I'm gonna take your cunt ass out. Like, at least that's, (laughs) (laughs) then I'd be like, whoa, like, hold on a second. Like, dude, Summer raised a twat on fucking, (laughs) on a WWE main event years ago. Like, yeah, just throwing that around, it's like, alright, yeah, you're cool. You're, you're super cool that you guys, you're calling each other bitch and like, I'm that bitch and, and you can say the shit word now. <gasps> yeah. Yep. And that, you can say it, but they will edit it. Like, so it'll be, be like, and you know what else? I'm going to beat the shit out Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> what? Like, yeah. I heard it. TNT with that, that uh, classic. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because I'm, I'm looking at the reviews on Cage Match for for last night's episode. This is, this <laughs> I told you they were funny. <laughs> the first the first sentence of this one uh, from a user named Dylan Matthews. It's a 3.0 rating. <laughs> just the first sentence. Uh, the good aspects: Team Taz getting some development. Parentheses hooking a wife beater. <laughs> dude, people are thirsty for that, dude. Slip it.
you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, where's the one? <laughs> I lost it. There was one that I was like, I was like, this could have been right here. Oh yeah. So this one is by Strong Style Twenty Twenty, who gave it a two point The nice. string of mediocre episodes ground to a halt, but unfortunately not steered in the direction you would hope. <laughs> A very poor show, the worst since the historically bad Inauguration Day show. What was the Inauguration Day show? I don't remember. Huh. That's how bad it was. That was January 20th, right? Yeah, so that was... Oh, i got to go back further. Yeah. I can't go back that far. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Alright, um, who's this week? Unless you have anything else to say about this amazing episode of Dynamite. Um, okay, uh, January 20th was Adam Page and, and the Dark Order versus Chaos Project and the Hybrid 2. Oh, good God. Cody Rhodes versus Peter Avalon. Oh, yeah, well, Cody's like, I can beat you in 45 seconds. Yep. John Moxley and Nick Camaroto. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hardy Private Party versus Matt Seidel and Top Flight. Penelope Ford against Layla Hirsch. And the Inner Circle versus the Inner Circle versus the Inner Circle. Oh, to determine the true tag team of the Inner Circle. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, that episode was bad. <laughs> also, that episode was Dynamite's number 69, and it should have been better. Hey, Oh, that's just based on that. Yeah. Oh. That one also has no tens on cage match, so there you go. <sighs> it's also listed as a five point four nine, which is great. Nice. A lot of people give it at sixes. Okay, go ahead, news. Alright. Uh first up <laughs> As uh we talked about a few weeks ago, whenever the fuck Paul White debuted. Uh, AEW filed a trademark on Paul White's pro wrestling what character hell? from the 1998 film The Waterboy, Captain Insano. Uh, White recently chatted with Miro during a Twitch session and spoke about an on-screen return for Captain Insano in AEW, saying, quote, Captain Insano might be coming around again. Tony Khan is really good friends with one of the writers or creators of Waterboy and the Captain Insano character. Tony is trying real hard to try and get the rights to that and do something with it. I told Tony, if you get Captain Insano, I will rock the ever-loving tits off it. I'll get the red boots and everything Captain Insano shows no mercy. It'd be a fun gig to break out Captain Insano every now and again. <sighs> See, I made the joke. So the guy- I made the joke that it was going to be like just like a hidden character or a hidden alternate outfit on the AEW video game. If this shows up on TV, I mean, if it shows up on fucking Dark, who gives a shit? If, if fucking Captain Insano shows up on Dynamite, go fuck yourself. The guy who complained about his usage in WWE, who was who was told, hey, you're never going to main event a show anymore, still hasn't main evented in AEW, is going to show up as a movie character from... 22 years ago. 23 years ago. Hang on. 98, yeah. Good lord. Good lord. Just just have him come out as a New Year's baby. Like, <laughs> Show key. Seriously. That's like, it's, it's like, dude, if, if you're, if you're that pissed off, like, the last time that you were used you in WWE, you actually looked 
like kind of important. Like you went out there and you had a good match and everything like that. And it's like I'm so upset that they're not gonna have me main event shows anymore. So I'm gonna go to the place that's not gonna let me main event shows. And they're just gonna have me as commentary. And I'm also going to be Captain Insano. And I assume eventually Knucklehead, right? <laughs> uh, speaking of YouTube bullshit, AEW is adding another YouTube show to its lineup. A show called oh, Outside great. the Ring, which premieres tomorrow, uh, Friday. Uh, the show <laughs> is hosted by Lexi Nair and uh, premieres – isn't that DDP's daughter? And premieres uh, tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Featuring an interview with Abaddon. Um, there's like a trailer up now. It shows a clip from this interview. And it's Abaddon in character. And it's just, it's just hilarious. Oh, yeah. No, Lexi Nair. Hilarious. Uh, Lexi Nair, uh, not of the, the Nair family that uh, uh, produces the stuff that I use to uh, remove all the hair from my balls. Uh, is the daughter of Diamond Dallas Page. You're not supposed to use that on your genitals. I know it says that. It I don't care. It the it's really good for removing hair from your genitalia and your asshole. Not for, <laughs> not for use on genitals. Well, you know what? I haven't had an issue with it. By the way, so I'm looking at her pictures, and she's got... Cheekbones for days, that's for sure. Yeah, can't wait to not watch the show. Um, so, so the show is is what is it again? It's it's outside the ring, so it's it's her blowing dudes outside the ring. Apparently, it's an interview show. Outside the ring tomorrow, nine a.m. The first episode of Outside the Ring debuts on AEW YouTube channel featuring Abaddon. Did you say AEW YouTube? AEW <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, yep. so it's like their answer to the bump, except it's gonna suck. Like, and the bump, don't get me wrong, the bump sucks. But this is gonna suck worse than the bump. And they're going to have Abaddon on it. Yeah, in character from the, from what the preview clip shows. Cause that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. It doesn't look good. It's very bright. <laughs> like the the promo image from it is like pastel blue. It looks like a, it looks like pink. it looks like a new day logo. Yep. Uh, and their the font that they use looks like the Minecraft font. Hosted <laughs> by Lexi Nair. Friday at nine a.m. So yeah, stay you fucking tune into that shit. Hmm. <sighs> nice. Next, so the Young Bucks turned on John Moxley last night. Of course they did. John Moxley. Then they after <laughs> after dark they went to their they went to their Twitter and posted. Please refrain from any negative or toxic comments in our mentions tonight. If so, we'll unfortunately delete our Twitter account again. Thank you. Have a great night. Unquote. Fucking snowflake. <laughs> have they deleted their Twitter? I hope they have. Nice. I don't know their actual Twitter thing. Nope. Oh, Matt Jackson appears to have deleted his Twitter, unless this is still deleted from before. 
No, they came back. Because they had a tweet where they're like, if you're mean to us, we'll leave again. Yeah. So Matt, I remember that. I don't remember. It's, is there one that's just for the Young Bucks? I didn't see which uh, account that was tweeted from. Oh, yeah. So the actual Young Bucks Twitter is still here. They, they're, they, apparently, they're not using their own, their own personal Twitters. They're using at Young Bucks. And sadly, that Twitter that Twitter does still exist, unfortunately. But what the fuck? I hate all of this. I hate it all. Every <clears throat> little bit of this angle can suck my one remaining testicle. Uh, lastly, also, uh, you're you're talking about Twitter right now. Their uh, trending is rest in peace, DMX, uh, despite the fact that he's not dead yet. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Uh, I love me some D- DMX, but it was like one person threw up on Instagram, like DMX is dead, and then everyone else just ran with it. But oh, it, we have not heard that he is actually dead yet. Hey, I mean that's how we got uh, that's how we got that story about uh, hackers in those chastity cages. That's true. That wasn't true at all, but <laughs> got posted uh-huh. as a joke, and everybody ran with it. Yep. Lastly, this week, ending on good news once again. Uh, AEW has announced that they are teaming up with TNT and Culture City to raise money for Autism Awareness Month. TNT will match donations that are made up to $10,000. The post reads, April is Autism Awareness. AEW, along with Culture Club, are all about autism acceptance and inclusion. Please go to AEWcares.com to donate. Our broadcast partners, TNT Drama, will be matching donations up to $10,000. So go to AEWcares.com to donate uh, to this uh, worthy, uh, worthy charity. Um, they are at 42% of their goal, $10,590 raised out of a $25,000 goal. So we're getting there. Um, but yeah, enter in your email address, um, how much you want to donate and your payment information and hit the button. That's really, that's really the only thing on the site. But, uh, mm. yeah, we've talked in the past about how they, you know, for, for, for their live events, they were providing basically, uh, sensory bags for, 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 folks with autism and so this is just kind of keeping with that uh, theme yeah. and I think it's a it's a fantastic thing to do yeah I agree some actual good news which is why we don't have much to say about it yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always try to I always try to find something I don't always succeed but I always try to find something good in the week um, yeah so unless you have anything else to, to add no All right, well, I not really that. Thank you for hanging out with me this week. Thank you for putting up with this terrible episode of Dynamite. Hey, I, I appreciate jokes, you having me on. And jokes about uh, Luke Gallows jerking himself blind. So. You know, I, I had to watch uh, Talk and Shopamania too. So <laughs> this is true. Uh, this 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 is not as bad yeah. as that. Because so, because it was only like a minute and a half. Of that, at at so. least at least <laughs> you didn't have to see the BTE episode uh, uh, about Brandon Cutler's raging hard on. Yeah, that's true. Didn't have to see that. That's the thing you, you didn't have to deal with. But, like, uh, I I didn't have to see Brandon Cutler at all anything I consumed. I didn't have to see Cody at all, which was great. Um, Yeah, it, uh, I, I will take that. But I didn't have to watch either of those two people. <laughs> and I will just start fresh with Stand and Deliver and go from there. Uh, hey, there you go. Yeah, like I said... <laughs> Like I said, man, you're gonna get you're gonna get a recap of anything that I got, you missed. I got to see Halloween Havoc, so yeah, did, that was good. Yep. Why is this wheel trying to kill me? So I got <laughs> to see that, so that was good. But um, yeah. yeah, so that's it for week seventy-seven yeah. of the AEW rundown. 
Uh, as always, be safe, stay sane, be kind. Follow your product guidelines. Get your shots. Uh, and just be good to one another, would you, for once in your goddamn life? Uh, yeah. You got a catchphrase? You know, say anything? Bye-bye. Bye, Stanger. Does your friend still think I'm an asshole? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesalzer effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs> <laughs>